Welcome to Tech Live. Stephanie Christopher here, CEO of the Executive Connection. We connect leaders with a trusted network of people who help them succeed. Stephanie, I know you've got an affection for Hawaii. I have a deep affection for Hawaii. So what do people say say in Hawaii when they say, you know, good afternoon? Uh, a good warmest morning. aloha. That's really nice. Mm. I like that. Mm. Can I borrow it? Yeah, you okay, can. Thanks. Indeed. And let me say a warmest aloha to Adam Siegel, our guest today on Tech Live. Adam is the CEO of Visage Growth Partners, a growth advisor to business owners and CEOs who helps them clear the way through the complexities of transforming and rapidly scaling their businesses. Adam Siegel, welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. So let me unpack the complexities of your bio and see if we can get to the core of what you do with business owners. I'm a business owner and I have ambitious growth plans for my organisation. They're really just quite a dream right now. How do I get from where I am to where I want to be? How clearly does your team know about your dream? Okay, so that's a great first question. It's all in my head. It's Mm. a dream. It's my dream. So tell me what I'm missing there. So the key thing, I think it's great that you've got dreams. Many business owners and CEOs don't actually, can't articulate their dream. So if you've got it there and you're pretty clear about it, you start to unpack it with your team Mm -hmm. and get it on paper, ideally on one page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A dream by by its own nature is quite – so this is ambitious, this sort of vision that I, I have. Hypothetically, we're talking right now. Isn't it too early to bring the team in and are they going to understand what I'm talking about? They may not understand, but again, the idea is that you can articulate it in some way yeah. and create an environment where they can ask you questions and explore the options and what you're trying to do and what mm-hmm. you're trying to say so they can therefore put help you put that in place. Your role is the chief vision officer yep. fundamentally and your executive team are responsible for helping you execute on your vision. Mm-hmm. So they'll actually help you even pad out that vision and that dream into mm-hmm. how it makes sense for the business to actually execute on it. Right, okay. It's really a really useful exercise. Yeah. So what kind of things would I be doing in that exercise? Well, I think first of all, you're trying to t- take them on a bit of a journey about what your dream is about and really your dream is about taking something from where things are at right now Yep. and thinking about the possibilities of what might be based on some of the challenges that you're confronted with right now mm. and maybe what the market's doing around you and what the possibilities could be that you could that, that you could uh, take advantage of. Yeah. Uh, you've said something about, you've said the challenges you're facing right now, what the market's doing around you and what the opportunities are fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's pick up on those. So the challenges, assuming I have a leadership team, they're going to be up to their eyeballs in the day-to-day challenges. How do I get them away from that to be thinking of of my big ambition? That's a challenge. That's a leadership challenge. How can you create some space mm-hmm. and for, the, for them to have the desire to want to get in a room with you for it might be a half a day or mm-hmm. a day or sometimes two days to actually spend time focused on unpacking that dream and articulating that dream and the actions that are required from that. Right, okay. So it's a commitment. It's an investment in time for you and for them. 
you can't get around this. You have to take the time out to do this part of the process. You could try, but it probably won't work. It's it's one of those things where you really need to spend time sharpening your saw effectively. That's a Stephen Covey-ism. Yeah, yeah. Just to spend time and, and what you'll find, not only will you unpack your dream with your team, mm-hmm. but they're going to start growing in their leadership capability. Mm-hmm. They will understand things or be exposed to things that they've never been exposed to before. Yeah, like you're, what? Well, you're thinking strategically. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about your business in the future. Yeah. You're thinking about the marketplace. You're thinking about the possibilities. They're probably typically fairly focused on their day-to-day or their month or their next quarter. Mm-hmm. So they're not thinking like that. And in fact, they're not really paid to do it. They're paid to execute. Yeah. And their focus is to execute. So it's the meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. So it's opening them up to a new, uh, I guess, a new focus. Yeah, okay. Um, and so go back again. What kind of techniques would you use to get the leadership team to start to understand the bigger picture? Well, there's so many tools that you could use to unpack things like in a very simplistic way, a SWOT analysis yep. helps a, a business and a leadership team to understand strengths, weaknesses and mm-hmm. opportunities and threats mm-hmm. confronting the business at that moment. That's one very, very normal. Tool. There's so many tools, Stephanie, that you could look at. Yeah. And typically when I work with businesses, it's a it's a one-day activity just to understand where are we right here, right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I've got an example. Say you've got um, five people in the leadership team and one of them is really dealing with challenging operational stuff. And they're in that room for those two days, but they're thinking every time I leave this room and open my emails, I'm going to get slammed with 10 more things I have to deal with straight away. How can you get someone with probably so much to offer, how can you get them to really participate and contribute in that kind of conversation? Yeah, this is, again, one of the biggest challenges and that's a leadership a leadership issue. I'm going to just thinking, what you got me thinking about is this whole change management philosophy. Yeah. And people won't change unless you have three things. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a formula, D times V times P. Say it again. D yep. times V times P. D, D times D. V times P. And I'll explain that to you. Please. So <laughs> the D stands for dissatisfaction. Uh-huh. The V stands for vision. Yeah. And the P stands for a plan. Right, okay. Without And it's a multiplier, right? So yeah. if any of those three is zero out of ten, mm-hmm. the answer is... Zero, right? Right. So in this case that you you raised, unless that person accepts the fact that their situation is absolutely unsatisfactory, they won't change. Yeah. So I would be be encouraging you to help them see how you're not satisfied Mm. about their predicament of fighting fires over and over and over again. Unless they do something about it, Nothing's going to change. They're going to keep on fighting fires. Mm. So on this, we're just talking about getting them involved in a half day or a one day session with yeah. you away from their their day to day business. So just helping them to understand, unless we do something about it, nothing's going to change. Mm. And that's the dissatisfaction. And part of it is how can we help you create a vision mm. for what success might be for you in your role? Mm. Imagine a day where you don't have emails to respond to or fires to put out or you can actually start thinking about about the business and look at new technologies or a whole range of new things. to Imagine if you could do that mm. and start to inspire them. That's mm. the V part. And then the plan is, well, 
got an idea. If we can get you in a room with four, your four colleagues and we can have a real plan about how we, how we get together, I've got a dream that I'd love to share with you mm-hmm. and I'd love you to contribute to because you're an expert in certain, a certain part of our business. You're pivotal to be part of that plan. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just working through that little bit of a formula to help that person get inspired and understand that unless they do something different, they're going to stay stuck. I love that. I love the equation. How can you do this when you have various levels of engagement and capability then in a leadership team? I think it's about setting new benchmarks, Stephanie. All right. Okay. Tell me what you mean. I think it's about, I think it's about creating a new level of inspiration for everyone. Mm-hmm. So they may be currently at different levels of capability, mm-hmm. but unless they sometimes they don't know what they don't know, yeah. and it's quite amazing just looking at some of the the businesses I work with. I sometimes encouraged the CEO to bring along a couple of people outside the executive team, yeah, because it is a career advancement opportunity. Mm. and often that's met with a little bit of resistance, like, oh, they're not strategic enough or mm. they're not clued in enough or whatever it is. But when you're sitting in that room and you're watching an up-and-comer, someone that's really enthusiastic and really plugged in and really wants to contribute and you watch the lights go on with these people, mm. they'll, they will very, very quickly grow in capability. So they're the ones who can make it and can rise. And then the other ones basically... I think I, I think you have to – sometimes they won't make it. Mm. Sometimes that person who is not at the capability unit you need is not the right person for that role. They may be a good soul, mm. have a good fabric, and mm. you want to keep them in the business. But in terms of taking you the example you used before to really to, – to meet the dream and your aspiration, they may not cut the mustard at this moment mm. but let's find something else for them to do and find someone that can really step into that role with the capability that you need that you need am i hearing from you adam that you're working with the leadership team and just as much with the leader yeah yeah so the way i work is i work one-on-one with the ceo mm. but the, the magic happens when you've got the ceo and their leadership team together right that's when you start to get common language. So I, we do create a strategic plan on a page, mm. but a common language, mm. common focus, you get a synchronization of resources mm. and, and it's built fundamentally building leadership capability mm. and everybody's growing. There's awakenings and awarenesses every session that we have. There's some sort of leadership learning. And it's interesting when, you, when I go around the room at the, at the, at the end of every session, what was the most useful thing for you from today, from a leadership perspective, everybody has a different perspective. So technically a room of six people, mm. there's six different learnings. Yeah. And so whilst I might, I might have my own learning, I've just heard five other opinions as well and they're all probably learnings as well. So it's a great way to, to build capability. Mm-hmm. Well, different perspectives always works. Mm-hmm. So what do you find as the biggest challenge leaders, CEOs or founders have in in embarking on a on a significant growth agenda? Themselves yeah, is probably okay. the, the biggest challenge. I I'm, figured you were going to say that, yeah. so tell me about it. Well, it's in, I, I'm just thinking about a client I was with yesterday mm-hmm. and I've been working very charismatic, highly capable CEO and 
we just had our quarter, a quarterly um, review with the, with his team. So yeah. the review of the last quarter, planning to the next quarter. I've been working really hard with him on creating space for his team to step into. Mm-hmm. And I watched. It was on Zoom because they're based they're based in Singapore. I was on watching on 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 Zoom all day. He looked really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. In fact, I thought he was upset and distracted about something. Mm. His message to me at the end of it was, they did really well, he said, but I found it really challenging. I wonder where I, whether I needed to be there. Right. Wow. So that's success in a way. A huge success. But he was kind of grieving. I explained yeah. to him that most CEOs who go through this transition where they step back mm. and they let people in, they're letting go of the control that they love and crave. Mm. And many CEOs are great at many things in their business, mm. but they they can't scale if they don't keep on holding on to those things all the time. Yeah, he he was, it was a great example of that. I asked him my follow up question to him was yesterday, the outcomes that we got, so the five priorities for the business for the next quarter, were they any different from what you would have thought they would have been if you had your if you had impressed yourself upon the meeting like you typically did. Yeah. He said, no, they weren't. They're exactly the same. Same. So I said, bingo, you've won. But the team owns them. Correct. It's a much better outcome than when you impress yourself and impose yourself on your team and let that be a lesson and an inspiration to yourself for the next meeting you go with them to trust that you actually have got a great team, Mm. that if you leverage their capability – you're going to grow this business significantly. And this business has grown 25% a year in the last three years. Wow. Right? After being stagnant for six years. Wow. Well, that's magic. Magic. What other examples? That's a pretty good one. No, it's a very good one. Now I want a better one. <laughs> no, it's a very good one. <laughs> no, I think I think fundamentally, so I'm just going to go back to the question, Stephanie, which yeah. was what are the biggest challenges? Yes. And I did say themselves. I think I think that is the essence and it's about letting go and letting 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 go of control. Mm. I think once once businesses have been successful for a period of time, mm. it's about how they remain, I guess, contemporary. Mm-hmm. How they remain ahead of the curve, and that kind of I'm thinking about strategy at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, to what extent is their strategy differentiated from their nearest competitors? Because mm-hmm. if it's the same. They aren't gonna, they're not going to exceed and grow no. the way they could. So that's one element. And the other element of it, of it is how valuable is what they're doing from a goods and or services perspective to their customers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a strategy has to be differentiated, so unique, yep. and it has to be valuable in the eyes of the customer. So I'm thinking that's a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And to, to be both differentiated and unique, you've mm-hmm. got to stay across, first of all, what are my competitors doing? Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, what are my customers doing? Mm-hmm. What do they need? And in the last year, 18 months, the needs of customers have shifted dramatically. Dramatically right? and quickly. Quickly. Some have bounced back to the way it was mm-hmm. and some have bounced back partially. So, again, many people have pivoted their businesses. Well, mm-hmm. The, does the pivot still work? Yeah. Will it still work? Yeah. Or what's is there a new pivot that's required? So I think it's about staying on top of that. And I, what I'm hearing not enough of across businesses that I see, that I work with, and the businesses that I'm observing, they do not know their customer well enough. Mm. 
nor do they understand their competitors. And then about the competitor piece, it's not about obsessing about your competitors, but it's about at least having some benchmarking Mm. across what they're doing. Mm. What are their plans? What are they doing in the marketplace? Mm. Where are they winning and where are they not? Mm. And and it's about having some sort of line or some sort of view on, on that. How important is it also to have an eye on new competitors coming in? Uh, very important. Mm. And I think that's about knowing your business. And yep. Knowing your business is about knowing your customer, knowing your competitors and knowing your marketplace. Yep. You need to be across all those sorts of things. So looking at the the, the political environment mm. in your marketplace and the mm. social impacts and the economic impacts and the environmental mm. impacts. You need to, uh, as CEO and their leadership team, need to be avail themselves of all the information across those types of, of areas all the time. How well do you find in general CEOs and leadership teams know their market? Again, the ones that I work with intimately yeah. when we start, they are, they are rarely across that stuff. Yeah. But it becomes part of their routine and their, their quarterly routine and rhythm. Mm. Have to do it. Mm. And things don't necessarily change that dramatically, mm. but I'd rather be there at the quarter to know when something does change. And I've seen examples of that yeah. where – and coming into COVID and then mm. out of into COVID in particular, because we were aware, uh, we got very quickly onto that, yeah. we could see some of the changes that had to happen. That's a great example. Yeah. But often markets move, technology comes in. So, And is the approach that you're talking about relevant for all sorts of industries or is this professional services mainly? I cannot think of, I mean, I, I work with so many different types of industries and business. I mm. can't think of one. Mm that this would not apply to. Yeah, right. Okay. What, what's what been the biggest challenge for businesses actually coming out of COVID, so a full at this point, a full 12 months? Um, yeah, what's been the biggest challenge? Not going in because that's somewhat old news and mm-hmm. we all lived in that, thank God, it's a year ago. Mm-hmm. What's been the biggest challenges for businesses coming out? There's been a big shift in culture. And mm-hmm. I'm going to share another, another story of a mm-hmm. client that's really grappling with the return to work yeah. situation. So return to the office. Sorry, I assume return, people have been working the, for a year. They have been working. Yeah. I will refine that. Return yeah. to the office. Yep. And it's been really problematic with this company in particular. There have been some people who said, we are so comfortable at mm. home, we are so productive, and the directors are like, no, it's not productive. It's been a real – there's been some real challenges to to see that. So – that's one thing that's been a big challenge. So the culture. Mm-hmm. Can you create and sustain a culture in a remote environment? Mm. It's definitely harder. Well, I would um, point the listeners to our podcast with Maya Palaka about uh, flexibility and how what the future of work looks like now compared with a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yes, culture. What else? So that's one. The other piece is, and I was with 40 CEOs last week actually, mm. and – 20 of them at least spoke about talent as being the biggest challenge and they were all looking for people to fill roles. And it was kind of like... Because they're growing or they're changing changing up their people? There was was a growth appetite in the room. Yeah, I'm seeing that too. That's part of it. Business owners. I think people have also had a chance to really reflect... Mm. on their staff and their capability of the staff 
can they take us to where we want to go? And on the other side of the same coin, the staff are saying, do I really want to be yeah. part of this business? Because mm. it's been, I mean, it's been a tectonic shift for mm. everybody. So mm. I think we've got a dynamic happening on both sides. So that was, that was a really huge challenge mm. that I heard staff. And it was interesting because people were talking about, I need to find a body to put into this position. And I'm like, well, that's that's a very small part of the challenge. It's finding the right the body right person to put into in that the right role. position. Correct, mm. correct. So again, there's so many organisations again with the move and changes in mm. in just the economy. Mm. Are they structured in the right way, mm. the most effective way to get the results they need? Often they're not, because I mean, again, I again, one of the biggest challenges is who is accountable for what in organisations. Yeah, when I ask people within a business, in a leadership team, who is accountable for certain functions, I can get four or five names mm. for one function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means if there's more than one person accountable. It's shared and it's not going to happen. No one's accountable, right? Mm. So that's 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 a really big, that's a big challenge as well. So the, this people piece, this mm. talent piece is critical, big challenge as well. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm hearing a lot about that right now. So as a leader, thinking about the leader, with with the criticality of bringing your own team with you, of giving them space, I love that, of giving them them space to fill, what are the key attributes of a leader who's going to be successful in achieving their dream? Humble. Humble. That would be the first one and the most important one. So it's an ability to see things the way they really are. Mm-hmm. Not through their own lenses. Mm or lens, but the way they really are. And that says, first of all, I don't have all the answers myself. Mm-hmm. I have a team around me that are geniuses and I'm going to tr- really try and tap into that as much as I can. Mm. And, and, and I think it's a, a resolve and a conviction that as a leader, I don't have all the yeah. answers Humble isn't self-deprecating, though, is not it? Not at all. It's not saying, "Oh no, 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 I'm, oh, I'm no good at that. I couldn't do that." When it's something that actually you may be the best at. No, mm. no, not at all. No, it's a, it's a genuine belief, mm. right? That there are people and resources out there greater than I am in certain mm. things, and it's about, but also seeing what you're good at. So when mm. someone compliments you, that you can mm. say thank you, and you mm. actually feel mm. it, like, mm. "Yeah, I am good at mm. that." That's Absolutely. my thing. Okay, humble. Great. What else? I'm going to lean on Patrick Lencioni here. I know. I guess I know what's coming. What's the next one? Hungry. Hungry. Absolutely. <laughs> so again, it's that it's that leader that is hungry that mm. that sees opportunities and seizes the opportunities, mm. right? That knows there's more and looking for looking for better ways, new ways, either to inspire people or to execute or create mm. a strategy, a whole range of things. There's a drive. Mm. Right? Yeah, and it's it's sometimes there's an economic outcome there, mm. but I think it's some it's the hunger is around a purpose far greater than themselves. Yes, yes, that's where the hunger becomes really really powerful. I've seen CEOs who are hungry for themselves. Mm. Well, that that's kind of that defeats the humility piece too, right? Yeah. So that hunger has to be on greater far for a greater, greater purpose. Absolutely. And what's the third one, Adam? Smart. Smart. What kind of smart? So it's not intelligence in IQ. It's about the way they link with their people. Mm. 
right? Understanding people. So it's emotional intelligence fundamentally. So they're the three key attributes of leaders. There are some others. Mm. I mentioned before we're talking about vision. Mm. I think a leader has to be able to, and this is a real challenge for most, somehow think conceptually, Mm. like long-term, strategically and conceptually about the possibilities, Mm. almost a dreamer. And, and they may not be dreamers, and I'm not one of the dreamers, mm. but I think if they research and they have an appetite mm. for things like that, then right, they're going to explore and it helps them paint a picture of what are the possibilities. Fantastic. I mean, you've created a dream or a picture of what this could be. So it's the leader who is humble, hungry and smart. It's the leader who recognises that there's so much that their leadership team and then ultimately the whole organisation can deliver and in parts that the leader can't themselves, that they take the time out to work on the business, not in the business, and, and encourage, in fact, expect that of their leadership team. And it's coming up with a plan that may well, well, it needs to have long-term ambition but then it's also something that can be rolled out quarterly and, in fact, for the first year as well. Mm-hmm. You've created a really good picture and you've made it sound possible. Thank you for your thoughtful consideration. Loved your examples. And Adam Siegel, lovely to have you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Discover more about tech at tech.com.au. Mm-hmm.